0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Books, Bites, Booze, the podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, Alexis. How are you?
1: Hey, Madison. I am wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm
0: making it. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm sitting outside, guys, so <laughs> if you can hear the wind every now and then, I apologize, but it just feels so good. its I mean, it's a little chilly, but it kind of feels good, and it has.
1: Yeah, definitely not as cold as it's been the past couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: it snowed the other day.
1: I'm, okay, did it snow at your house? Yes.
0: That was like my oh backyard my that I put on Snapchat.
1: That's insane. Oh, it didn't snow at all down here. It was
0: so pretty. Like, I woke up to it, too.
1: Oh, I'm so I'm jealous.
0: So cute. Um, so anyway, how was your Christmas?
1: Oh, it was so good. Uh, we... Kind of had to change plans just because of COVID and everything. Normally, we have a big family gathering on Christmas at our house. But this year, we just made it me and mom. And, I mean, we just sat and watched cheesy Hallmark movies all day. Made some hot chocolate and opened some gifts. It was really nice. Relaxing. Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah, we um, – our Christmas was smaller, too, this year. Um, some of us still got together, but it was definitely smaller than usual. So mm-hmm. – it sucks
1: because like it's so weird that it's lasted this long, but like I'm glad that we were able to keep everybody safe.
0: Yeah, me too. I know. I uh, hate you know anybody that had to spend it alone. Um, I know that I couldn't imagine not being able to be with my family during the holidays. So to anybody going through that, I'm so sorry, and um, hopefully we look forward to brighter days in 2021.
1: Woo woo! Cheers <laughs> to the new year. Yeah, what'd y'all do for New Year's?
0: Um, We just, my family got together. We just, at my uncle's house, it was just us. And um, that was it. We just watched the ball drop on TV and had a few cocktails. Love it. That was about it. And came home and put on our onesies because my whole, oh my God, I have to tell you the story. (laughs) Tell me. Me and my boyfriend got matching onesies for Christmas. And they came in the mail. (laughs) They came in the mail and we tried them on. And my mom loved them so much. She bought her and my dad the same exact... Stop. (laughs) So all four of us have been wearing our onesies. It's hilarious.
1: That is precious. That's actually amazing. And I wish that Tim would wear matching onesies with me.
0: It was hilarious anyway. But it's like the coziest thing I own, let me tell you. Like, (laughs) so cozy. (laughs) So, it was the uh, cutest picture. Yeah, I loved it. But no, that was about it. That's all we did. Nothing too crazy for New Year's. We didn't go out or anything and
1: yeah, we just stayed at home. Unfortunately, Tim's whole family got COVID. So when he went home, he has six siblings and his grandpa or, and his grandmother and parents all live in the same house. So they all got it and they didn't realize it. And so when he got home and came home to me, we both ended up getting sick. And so we have been quarantining for, I think, 14 days total, 15 days, something like that. So we finally got out of quarantine on Monday.
0: Yes. When you um, texted me that you had COVID, I was like, oh, my gosh, so many people I know. It's like getting closer and closer to home. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, luckily it wasn't too bad. Like, we definitely didn't get it as bad as most people. Um, I just got, like, a little headache, and he lost some taste and smell, but it, it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. We were more worried about his grandmother, but she, was, she ended good. up being I'm glad, fine. I'm
0: glad that y'all are over it, and y'all beat it.
1: Yes, we're back out. We watched entirely too much TV. We watched both seasons of Ink Master that are on Netflix. <laughs> oh, did you watch Bridgerton?
0: yes girl. oh my god it was so good it was good it was good i really liked it yeah oh. we might be sliding that book into the rotation
1: uh, yes absolutely that may <laughs> or may not be our pick soon <laughs> i think it'd be a good one i really do yes. i think it'd be good because there's there's just so many I of them so too. maybe you know we could like do them every now and then yeah i don't know stay tuned find out
0: yeah, you'll have to see. Um, Let us know on Instagram. But
1: Madison, we haven't talked talk about, about something super important. What? It is your birthday almost.
0: <laughs> almost. Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. I love it. What are y'all going to do? We are going to Nashville next weekend. Um, and it's like an hour and a half drive, so it's not very far. And I haven't been... Since I was a kid and neither has my brother, it's just going to be my parents, uh, my boyfriend and I, and my brother and his fiance. That'll be and fun. And we're getting like a three-bedroom Airbnb, um, so, you know, like it's just us in close quarters and, um, you know, we we don't plan on like going in a lot of places. It's more so just like walking down the strip and, you know, like seeing the bars and kind of like we wanted to see the history and all that of nashville so. that'll
1: be amazing
0: yeah i'm excited it should be fun okay so i am a little disappointed in my cocktail but it's pretty okay it's pretty that's all that really counts I guess. <laughs> and it tastes good so, I am drinking a, uh, it's supposed to be a caramel apple martini, but I didn't have any caramel, so I guess it's just an apple martini.
1: <laughs> that is
0: perfect. Um, And I'm going to post like a picture and the recipe and stuff online, but how I made it is take a shaker or two glasses and put ice, two shots of, I put Sky Vodka, Tito's, whatever kind of vodka you want. And, or really any kind of liquor, like you could do. Um, gin is what is usually used in martinis, but I did like a vodka martini too. So whatever you really want to put it in it. And um, but I did vodka, and then I taught filled the shaker like about mid halfway with. Um, it's called like green sour green apple pucker. I think is what it's called. I don't know, but it's like one of those mixer drinks that you can find bottles that you can get anyway and then shake it up and strain it into a martini glass that sounds so good yeah and like with the caramel in it though it's supposed to kind of like cut some of like the you know acidity of it like the strongness of it Mm -hmm. but um so mine's just you know really strong but yeah you're just tasting (laughs) straight alcohol right now (laughs) basically what are you drinking
1: uh, well, since it's been so cold, I wanted to stick on theme and get like a little warmer drink. So I did a spiked hot chocolate. I just took a pack of the Swiss Miss, uh, the just little easy packets of hot chocolate with the marshmallows in it. And I heated up a cup of water and then I put a shot of Jack Daniels and some vanilla syrup in there and then I put the Swiss mix in there and I just stirred it up and I wanted to make it really pretty and put some whipped cream on top, maybe some chocolate syrup, maybe some sprinkles, you know, make it a little fancy, but no, that did not happen. We definitely dropped the Ready Whip on the floor and the cat broke off, so <laughs> oh it just God. looks like regular hot chocolate, but I'll make a pretty one. I make this pretty often, so I'll just make another one and take a picture for the Instagram.
0: Yes, and we'll post the recipes on there. We promised we would bring you guys cocktails, so... I would say cheers cheers
1: cheers from afar oh here let me (laughs) click my little there we go
0: so now the time has come are you ready to talk about the book
1: yes the main event I'm ready
0: I'm so excited! It has felt like these two weeks were almost too long. I have been wanting to talk to you about it, but we haven't. We haven't discussed outside of this podcast anything, have we? About uh, it?
1: No. And I have. There have been so many moments in the book where I've been like, "I got to text Madison,"
0: but <laughs> I have refrained. I wanted to save it for the podcast. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. This was. I'm actually. Yeah. Well. Well, we'll get into it. We'll share. Everything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of a background of the story. Just as a disclaimer, uh, this book does talk heavily about suicide. So if that is a trigger, if you are struggling with your mental health, or if that has been an issue for you in the past feel free. You can go ahead and skip ahead to the recipe section at the end of the podcast episode. We're going to talk about our favorite recipes from the week. So don't worry, you can join us for the next book. No worries. Um, But just wanted to let you guys know before we dive into this and talk about the mental health issues in the book. So but for a little summary, I'm just going to read the back of the book just so you guys can get a little idea of what it's about. The book is This Close to Okay by Lisa Cross-Smith. It is a powerful, vibrant novel about the life-changing weekend shared between two strangers. On a rainy October night in Kentucky, recently divorced therapist Tally Clark is on her way home from work when she spots a man precariously standing at the edge of a bridge. Without a second thought, Tally pulls over and jumps out of the car into the pouring rain. She convinces the man to join her for a cup of coffee, and he eventually agrees to come back to her house, where he finally shares his name, Emmett. Over the course of the emotionally charged weekend that follows, Tally makes it her mission to provide a safe space for Emmett, though she hesitates to confess that this is also her day job. What she doesn't realize is that Emmett isn't the only one who needs healing, and they are both harboring secrets. Alternating between Tally's and Emmett's perspectives as they inch closer to the truth of what brought Emmett to the bridge's edge, as well as the hard truths Tally has been grappling with since her marriage ended, This Close to Okay is an uplifting, cathartic story about chance encounters, hope found in unlikely moments, And the subtle magic of human connection. So that's just a little brief summary about the book, giving you an idea of what we're talking about. But, Madison, if you want to tell us about the characters.
0: Yeah, so we just kind of wanted to break down the main characters for you guys so you can get kind of a feel for what they're like and what, you know, what kind of people they are, I guess, and kind of picture it in your mind. But anyway, so um, the main character, there's really two, but we'll start with Tally Clark. Um, It's short for Tallulah Clark. She's a therapist. Um, She's recently divorced. And um, she has two cats, Jim and Pam, named after the office. Love it. (laughs) I love that. Um, she's very talkative. So, like, she never runs out of questions or, like, anything to say. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. I love her questions throughout the book.
0: Yeah. She's really an angel. Like, honestly, she's she's kind of an angel. Yes. But um, she loves, like, movies and musicals. She likes folksy and quiet music. Um, I mean, seriously, she like knits for the elderly and like homeless shelters.
1: Yes. I mean, really, this person is an angel. She is a goddess among mere mortals, blessed us with her presence.
0: Yeah. Um. She describes herself as an empath. So if you don't really know what an empath is, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not very familiar with it either. But what I do know about it is it's kind of somebody that can feel and read other people's energy
1: yeah she just really yeah she's in tune with other people like she can tell when they're hurting or when they're happy and like what kind of triggers them so she's just a she's in tune with everybody around her
0: yeah like she describes her ex-husband's energy as being the color of slut red (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh that was so funny when she said that but she, and then she describes Emmett's energy, which is the second main character that I'm going to introduce, as having a lilac colored energy. So I guess I picture like, I don't know, like soft pastel. Like, yeah, you what know, did she say?
1: Lilac puff or something like that? Yeah. Like, she basically called him a puff and being like, you're a pansy. But yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then I put for her that she is, I don't know if you would say still in love with her husband, but um definitely had no closure on that end. She still like stalks his social media and um he left her, you know, their big dream was to have a baby together. And um he left her. For another, his mistress, and then they're Uh. having a baby together. So she's definitely still going through this grief process, I think, of losing her husband, but also him having this life that she couldn't provide for him.
1: Yeah, like, she will stalk his Instagram and not just look at him, like, she'll go and look at the mistress Odette, like, she'll go and look at her profile and check in on the baby, and it's it's kind of like a jealousy thing for her, like, she wishes that she had been able to be in her position.
0: Um. So, Bridge, aka Emmett, is what I put, because his name is Emmett, but he doesn't release that to her for a little while, so she just, like, nicknames him Bridge, um, he's of mixed descent. So he has like light uh, skin and a uh, red beard, brown red eyes. Um, he attempts suicide. He's a little estranged from his family. Um, and he has been grieving for three years. So he's very, which we'll talk more about what he's grieving over. Um, But so he's very just, I think, sunken in into grief at this point, you know, three years in. Mm-hmm. I'll also put that he was inquisitive, but in the way that he like pays attention to every little detail.
1: Yeah, I really liked how the author described his scenes around him. Like he will take a moment to look around and like, notice the color of Tally's shirt and notice how he or like how she has the picture set up on the wall and notice what the cats are doing. Like he just takes time to notice stuff around him the way that other people don't.
0: Yeah, like he's very aware of his surroundings. Like even if he like went to her bathroom, he would take note of the placement of everything. So very just um I don't know. I guess just observant. Yeah. And then I put um, that he has cooking skills. He's very good in the kitchen.
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. And I love how we get to see all of his recipes. Like, it describes every meal that he makes. And they all sound amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And then um, I put that his favorite movie is Back to the Future. I just thought that was a little funny tidbit.
1: Yeah, that was cute.
0: It was that he just kind of threw in there. So, he's not some hard, you know, really weird guy. Uh you know what I mean? Somebody that is scary or whatever. There's like a softness to him almost. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Cause I think at first, whenever she goes to save him, he definitely you're very red flagged. Like he is about to jump off of a bridge and this random girl comes up and is like, No, come with me. We'll go get coffee. And he won't tell her, her name or his name or anything about him. So there's a little bit of tension of like, okay, is this person going to kill me or like, what is he going to do? So the more that he starts to reveal himself, you learn that he's actually like very gentle. He's very caring. He just is definitely going through a lot.
0: So um, it is a changing narrative. So I like that because we kind of know what Tally's thinking, but on the other hand, we know what Emmett's thinking yeah so um, it's to kind of set the stage, it's late October, um, so it's like almost Halloween, which will be a big thing coming up, but um, so it's almost Halloween, Tally mentions that, and it's you know, pretty cold, rainy Tally being the angel that she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, literally, like in the first chapter, sees is crossing a bridge what's the name of the bridge do you know i don't don't
1: remember the name of the bridge but i mean it seems like it's a pretty big bridge it's got a river underneath it um his plan was to fall and like the impact kill himself so it had to be a very tall bridge
0: right um and so she sees this guy standing on a bridge and she pulls over and starts talking to him (laughs)
1: It's amazing. I loved seeing the therapy training behind all of her actions, because she knew exactly what to say. She knew exactly what to do to keep him from jumping. Like when she was trying to get him to back off the bridge, she pulled out her phone and started playing music. And like that really is what connected with Emmett and ended up, you know, bringing him back. He even requested songs. And so it was just really interesting to see her try different ways to make a connection with him.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, like, one thing that she said that I kind of noticed was that he his mind wasn't fully made up, I feel like. Yeah, I agreed. You kind of see that, like, all the way through this. Like, he doesn't really want to. He just thinks there's no other way out, or he can't see the good yet that's to come, but he does, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah. he hasn't made his mind up. He's not really there fully committed to jump off that bridge yet i don't yeah
1: and like even after she gets him off the bridge he thinks like whenever it shows his perspective he'll be like oh i'll go back tomorrow or like i'll go back after we finish this cup of coffee or like i'll go jump after we finish yeah he
0: bets um that he would wait another day to jump off the bridge if the giants won the baseball game and made it to the world series yes so i feel like you're not um, you know, like, his mind wasn't made up. If you're betting whether you live or die on a baseball game, you know what I'm saying? I just don't yeah. think that's... Yeah.
1: No, I think you're totally right. And I think that Tally kind of senses that because he mm-hmm. keeps saying he's fine. Like, he keeps saying, like, no, I feel better. Like, I'm okay. Like, I just was having a bad moment. And Tally's not believing it at all. Like, she just... She's watching him, analyzing every move. Um, certain things will trigger an action from him and she'll jump in and be like you know what are you feeling tell me about what this is is there a memory you're thinking of
0: right yeah like and that's what i kind of meant earlier when i described her as like talkative that is exactly what i meant like she never runs out of questions she's just like pulling it and pulling it and pulling it out of him Mm -hmm. so um she convinces him to come down from the bridge and not only that she takes him home to her place (laughs) yes let me say I have to say I was like what the hell I I was too there is no way as much and this is why I say that Tally Clark is an angel because as much as we would like to think that we would all pull over at night on the side of a bridge and help somebody that's about to jump off and take him home and nurture we wouldn't (laughs) we I mean we might pull over and help him down off the bridge and call somebody Mm -hmm. but we're not gonna take him home and protect him like that was wild yeah
1: and like let him sleep on her couch like that is just that's a lot that's That's a lot lot.
0: there was a lot if i mean they do mention it you know that she's like this guy could be a serial killer like you know blah blah blah. well yeah like i would (laughs) you know i
1: I definitely think that her her grief played a part in that she was like at one point before she decided to invite him back, she was like, "You know what? I haven't been living all this time. like I never do things for myself. like I'm gonna make a crazy decision and then invites this stranger into her home,
0: yeah, and I think I noticed that she referred to him as um bringing him home like one of her rescue cats, and she even tells him that he's like a kitten, mhm, so like it's I don't know. I don't know even why I kind of made that note, but I think she likes to fix things. Oh, oh
1: definitely, yeah. And I think that's important too because she hasn't told Emmett that she is a therapist. Like he doesn't know that he pays right. for to. her. Yeah, and, like, she's keeping this mental file on him. Like, you'll see in the book, like, she's keeping notes. And she's saying, like, okay, has a history of depression, has a history of anxiety. And, like, she's keeping notes on him in her head, and he has no idea.
0: They get back to Tally's place yes. and um, cook dinner together.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or she cooked him dinner, I guess, was how it first went.
1: Yeah, is she, he, I think he definitely took over once he saw how she was cooking.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like we mentioned, he's, like, very good in the kitchen, and he cooks her dinner one night, and like Alexa said, they describe it in the book, and it's, like, makes your mouth water to you. Um. I also thought it was important that even while they're cooking dinner, he is, like, still thinking about when he's going to go to the bridge.
1: yeah. Like he's talking about how he's gonna entertain her, and then after dinner, like once she falls asleep, she'll leave, or he'll leave and go back to the bridge.
0: Yeah, but then it's like he had all these opportunities to go, and like I said, they watch after dinner. They watch like the Giants game. He bet on it that if the Giants won and made it to the w- World Series, that he wouldn't go back to the bridge, and he'd wait until tomorrow. Yeah. And so then the next day came, and so the Giants did win and make it to the World Series, and he waited. And so then the next day, though, it was like something else.
1: Yeah, the party came up, and then he was like, I'll wait until after her brother's Halloween party, because Tally invited him, and she was really excited, and it gave him something to look forward to. And so he was like, okay, we'll all go after the Halloween party. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, like, I also to go back just a tiny bit, sorry. But, like, I made a note of when he hands her the knife back in the kitchen, like, he chopped vegetables for. And when he went to hand her the knife back, she put a note in there that um, he handed it back handle first, not blade first. Which, obviously, is, like, really polite. But it was just interesting to me that somebody that's that distraught or thinking about killing themselves... I don't know. You know, it it showed that he wasn't dangerous, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think that was a big moment. I definitely had some red flags with him, though, as he started opening up. Um, Once Tally started telling him about her husband and, you know, her situation, he started getting really almost obsessed with it like after dinner they started drinking and he was having wine which I thought I would
0: also like to say is kind of a bad call I would say it on Tally's part not only do you bring this stranger back to your house (laughs) that was like standing on a bridge moments you just met him you don't even know their name yet yeah and you cook them dinner fine but then you get wine drunk with them.
1: Yep. That was, uh, that was a that was Red wine moment. drunk.
0: Yeah. Isn't it re- weren't they drinking red wine? I don't really Yeah, care. it was
1: some kind there. of wine.
0: Yeah. So red wine drunk on top of that.
1: He, after dinner, asks if he can use her laptop. And he goes in and goes into her personal accounts and starts looking at her social media, yeah, finds her weird. emails, and then sends her ex-husband an email. Like, he went in made a new email that is fake under Tally's name and then sent her ex-husband saying, hey, this is Tally. This is my new email. If you need to contact me, email this address and then sent him an email talking about how he screwed her over and pretended to be her. So that was a really big moment for me being like, okay, this is not okay.
0: And not only that, he kept that going for days. Uh, Well, okay. I say days. We're only a couple days. Into, this is a very, you know, it's not a book that takes time. You know, it's just been a couple days and we're halfway through the book.
1: Yeah. So, and it um, still is, they're still emailing back and forth. It's not just like right. she got he got wine drunk once and did it.
0: Right. Yeah. No, he's still emailing her ex husband, which her ex husband thinks it's her.
1: Yeah. I marked this page. It's on page 101. It's after dinner, after, um, He has sent the email to her ex-husband, Joel. Joel has responded. And so now Emmett is sending up the follow-up email to him. So he is now completely sober, choosing to send the email. And then right after it, um, it writes, he imagined living there, making a life with Tally. He imagined taking a photo of himself, soapy and dripping in Tally's shower and sending it to Joel. Emmett smiled thinking about how much Tally hated Joel's ponytail as he lathered up his hair with her shampoo. And that was just, that was it for me.
0: That was weird. No, I totally agree. But okay. To not, I'm not coming to Emmett's defense, but Tally on the other hand is not a saint either. No, they are at that restaurant. They went to get a cup of coffee. They're at the coffee shop right after she found him. And, Literally, like, he goes to the bathroom. She's known this guy for, what, five minutes? And she's digging in his pockets while he's in the
1: bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then she found those like, two oh. letters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so she finds two letters. Um, one to a girl named Christine and one to a girl named Brenna. But, yeah, so she obviously doesn't know who these people are, but she started snooping, and that's what she came across. And little does she know... That Emmett saw her do that.
1: Yeah, so he knows that she's snooping on him, and he kind of takes that as a free pass to snoop, snoop on her.
0: Right. Yeah. So, and and I get you know anyway, but it continues too. Um, like a day de- the day after she invites him to her brother's, um, Halloween party, he said that yeah, like I'll go. Blah blah. They go shopping. They have lunch. Later on that night, they get home, and I think the power went out, and she's digging through his backpack. Yes. Um, And trying to, like, figure out what's in there. She thinks, oh, there's a severed head in there or, you know, a knife or a gun or something crazy. Yeah. There's not. Once he pulls out everything and shows her what it is, it's really just not.
1: It's like clothes and random stuff. Right. Yeah. I think both of them are just using it as an excuse to distract them, if that makes sense. Like he's kind of using Tally's life as a distraction for him to not think about his depression and wanting to kill himself. And so this is kind of like keeping him busy and he cares about Tally and he's not really thinking about the consequences of what he's doing because he's not planning on being there. And then Tally is wanting to not focus on Joel. And so she's focusing in on Emmett instead and fixing so hard on, or like fixating on helping him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Yeah, I'm really loving it though. I have to say, I didn't think that this was going to be my kind of book, but I'm flying through it.
0: Yeah, I do too. And okay, you haven't even mentioned yet Tally is like the biggest Harry Potter fan. Oh my God, I love her. I for can't that. believe you didn't mention that, right? I know. <laughs> I have, I
1: forgot it was coming up. Uh, she. At dinner, while he's cooking, she's like, do you want me to read to you? And she picks up Harry Potter. And I love it. And she sits there and she talks about how she's entirely too old to read Harry Potter and how she doesn't need to be reading it because it's a children's book. But And I was just like, girl, I feel you. Like, I understand because I am the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the next day uh, when she gets up and put, she like put on a little makeup, whatever. And she described herself as she felt pretty. Like a forty-year-old Hermione Granger on a day trip to Hogsmeade. Her
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: I absolutely love it. I picture, honestly, I if okay. So if we took this and made it into a movie, I picture like somebody like Carrie Washington playing Tally Clark.
1: Ooh, I absolutely could
0: see that. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why, but I just that's what I picture. But um,
1: so no,
0: later on. Uh, We actually did find out why Emmett was grieving and what his grief was about. So um, I guess the two notes that Tally had found to Christine and Brenna, we find out that Christine was his wife and she died, but we don't know how yet. We still don't know much about Brenna, but what I'm guessing is that it was him and Christine's daughter.
1: That was my guess too. That was going to be my guess.
0: It hasn't really came out and said it yet, but, um,
1: yeah, the, I got a little confused because I loved the whole introduction of how he met Christine and how, you know, they were childhood sweethearts um, with rival parents and they just met and fell in love quickly, got pregnant, got married, and like, didn't even look back. I thought that whole line was super sweet. And then, when he started talking about Brenna, whenever he was having his, um, I think it was during one of his panic attacks or whenever he was having a, a difficult moment, he was like, Brenna, were you even real? Like, I know you were real. You had to have been or something like that. And it was like, he almost wasn't convinced that Brenna was even real. So that makes me wonder if it really is his daughter or what was going right.
0: on. The little detail we do know of Christine is that, She grew up rich. She came from a wealthy family. Basically, that her family did not approve of Emmett. I'm guessing it was because... Well, I know that it was because of his race. Because she talked about how her father was basically in the KKK. Mm -hmm. So, I think it had something... Well, it did have something to do with his race. And so, I know that she was a little bit estranged from her family.
1: Yeah. I also really liked how he was from the South. And so I think a lot of the stuff that he talked about, we could relate to, like, I love how he throws in ma'am occasionally like ma'am or miss Tally. Like that's such a Southern thing. And, uh, and even the racism aspect to it. Like, I mean, I grew up with people and I'm sure you did too with people whose parents didn't want them dating another race. And like, it's, it's awful that it's still relevant in Absolutely. society today, but like that's this story is such a good example of how it goes. Like the younger generation's, like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, fuck that. I'm gonna date who I want to date.
0: Right? Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I like that too. I like that point that was made. And I don't know. I'm excited to see who Brenna is.
1: I know. I'm just excited in but general. I'm really the rest rooting.
0: I feel like I'm rooting for Emmett. I really yeah. am it. like. He's kind of the underdog. He's been through a lot, and I'm rooting for him. I want him to come out on the other side.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for Emmett to meet Tally's ex, like, lover or fling Nico. Nico. Oh, my God. Nico sounds so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nico is, um, she described him as, like, her high school sweetheart or college sweetheart, and then... They broke up. He got married, got divorced. She got married, got divorced, so they've just been kind of hooking up for funsies. And they're both gonna be at the party um at her brother's Halloween party. So Emmett and Nika will have a chance to meet, yeah, which I'm really nervous. like when she gets to the party, Emmett's gonna be there, and Emmett thinks that she's a school teacher, not a therapist. So like all it right. takes is one person to come up and be like, "Hey, how are your patients?" You yeah, know, for
0: sure, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that is going to probably come out. And I also took notes on like Lionel, her brother.
1: Oh yeah, we have talked about to him, him a lot.
0: And it's like her big brother and like since we're reading forward to the um, Halloween party before, you know, we actually get into any interaction with him. I put that he's protective, that there's a little bit of a strained relationship since he got married. Um, That he's a tennis coach and he's very outdoorsy. So, um, but they definitely have like a, he's very protective over her, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I think that's going to be an interesting conversation when he's like, hey, who's this guy? How did y'all meet?
0: And she's not, I mean, she's, she's a 40, she's a single 40 year old, you know what I mean? And I think she's recently divorced. So she got divorced, I think it said a year ago. Yeah a a year ago so a newly single 40 year old who had been married for 10 years so I think it's just a big change for her and I think she has a lot of things to learn and realize about herself as does Emmett so I don't know
1: I'm excited what do you think's gonna happen
0: I don't know. You think they're going to end up together?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I keep feeling like it could take any turn. Like, he could be a serial killer. He could go crazy. They could fall in love. She could get back together with Joel. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Or Emmett could just finish the job and yeah, the bridge like he said that he was going to do.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: I don't know. I don't. Really I'm ready like
1: to keep reading. I'm probably gonna finish the book like tomorrow, right after we finish <laughs>
0: this. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but I'm really liking it so far, and I'm excited to see how it ends.
1: Yeah, I am pleasantly surprised with us liking the deep book, not the thriller.
0: Yeah, me too. I know quite a difference. So. Shit, with a thriller, I'd be done with it by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd in one week and be like, okay, next. Le-. So, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, in a thriller, uh, let me tell you, my manpower goes out the window. I'm not able to stop reading midway. Yeah, I know. We're going <laughs> to
1: just pretend like we don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah seriously. So, and- oh, so, if anybody
1: is following along and you want to let us know your opinions or you have any questions just leave them on the instagram dm us we can go over them in the next episode um but yeah it's this close to okay by lisa cross smith
0: yeah and again if you don't have a book of the month account but you want to sign up for one email us at booksbitesboos at gmail.com and we will send you one of our referral codes so that you get a free book and we get a free book
1: everybody gets a free book it'll be fun Yes. Um. Shall we go into our recipes and talk Absolutely. about our fun food that we have
0: yes, had over the past while? So, what have you been cooking, Alexis?
1: Well, since we've been sick, I really haven't been cooking too, too much. Um. I just kind of took it easy and did a lot of canned soups and you know stuff to keep us healthy. But I did meal prep some hibachi, so it was super easy. I just took um chicken breast, cut it up, let it marinate in some soy sauce and give it a little flavor. And then I cooked the chicken and I cut up just a bunch of vegetables. You can kind of pick and choose whatever you like. I did broccoli, carrots, mushrooms, and onions. And then I just cooked the chicken breast. Once that was done, I added in some egg noodles. It's just Stir fry noodles, throw that in the pot with it, put the vegetables in, and then I add in like maybe a quarter cup of water and I put the lid on and then I just let it steam and let the egg noodles soften, let the vegetables soften, and then I take the lid off, put some soy sauce in there, kind of cook it until the water's out, and then put some teriyaki glaze on there. I definitely use the PF Chang's teriyaki glaze, it's amazing. And that's it. It makes a bunch of food and it takes maybe 25 minutes to make. And we just kind of nommed on that throughout the week.
0: That sounds so good.
1: Highly recommend.
0: Um, Okay, so I am going to share a um, chicken pot pie recipe that actually we had last night. And it was so good. So we kind of do this funny thing. And my, well, my boyfriend and I actually started it. So we got really into Hell's Kitchen, okay? Oh. Why all of a sudden I created this food Instagram account? Because we started cooking so much. <laughs> and anyway, so we always, every time he would make dinner, I would make dinner, we would rate each other on like presentation, taste, and then overall, like one out of ten. <laughs> I so look. anyway, we've started doing that with like my mom and my dad and, um, but this got like a 9.5 for me. That's like the highest. Oh. Yet. So all you do is it's pretty simple to make. And listen, I didn't, u- we didn't use fresh, fresh vegetables, but um, if you made this with fresh vegetables, it would be delicious. But we did not do that. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. So we got um, a pie crust and one of the ones that comes with like two. So you have a bottom and a top. Um, took a rotisserie chicken. You can also take chicken breast and um, frozen or whatever kind of chicken breast and boil them for 45 minutes. Shred them up. Same thing. Whatever. Shredded chicken basically. Use that chicken and two cans of vegel. Which is like, you know, just mixed veggies. And then a can of corn, a can of cream of chicken, and a can of cream of celery. And you bake it for like 45 minutes.
1: Okay, that actually sounds incredible. Chicken pot pie is one of Tim's favorite meals. So I'm definitely going to have to steal this from you.
0: It was so good. Oh my gosh. I got some good pictures of it too. So I'm going to post it on the Instagram with the full recipe. So you can go there and get the recipe. And make it yourself. It mm-hmm. is absolutely delicious. And you're right. It's been cold weather, so it was warm. And it seriously, like one of the best chicken pot pies I've ever, ever, ever ever had. It was so good.
1: Oh, yum. We've okay. just been heating up the Marie Callender's frozen pot pies. So I think that's definitely <laughs> going to be a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's really not that hard. I mean, there's like five cans of stuff that you have to get and then a pie crust. So And then, like, of course, brush your pie crust with, like, butter or garlic butter or whatever, you know, you brush your pie crust with when you put it on there. But just to, like, keep it moist and not, like, flake off.
1: I don't think I've ever made anything with a pie crust. Isn't that awful? (laughs) Like,
0: I don't think I've ever made one before. This will be my first. Oh, you should. It is so good. And not, okay, you know what else is good? If you use, like, the pizza crust... Like the canned pizza crust that you get from like Pillsbury or wherever at the grocery store. Yeah, and if you try to like make your own pizza with it, put it in a cast iron skillet.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing! And I just actually got of, a cast it's iron. Kind
0: of like a deep. It's it can be a deep dish. It depends, I guess, how big your cast iron skillet is. You can make it as big as you want. But um, if you, it gives you like a deep dish, and it's oh my god, Alexis! I have it was so good.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to have try it. this. You need to like. Go ahead and post it and then I'll go know, get it
0: good. Okay, we might, I might have to like make a pizza these net in these next couple weeks and then that will be my next recipe. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, um anyway.
1: I'm very excited for this because I feel like my food is going to be just higher quality
0: from, from me learning all these recipes. <laughs> we'll see. I know. I hope so. Look at us. I know. Really? Okay. You want me to tell you something? Since the beginning of the year, I have not had any fast food. Uh Uh-uh. Swear. No fast food. As in... I mean, like, I've gone to a restaurant, like, out to eat... But I have not like gone through a drive through or anything like that all year so far.
1: Okay, that's just embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you how many times I've already had Chick-fil-A <laughs> and Taco Bell this year. Like, I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs>
0: I'm serious. I haven't. I really haven't. I mean, I'm only 15 days in. I'm sitting here bragging like I'm three months in. No, that's awesome. Because, that's like, really you, tomorrow I might go do that. But no, I'm
1: kidding. Okay, I'm going to see how many days I can go without going to a fast food place.
0: Yeah, really, I haven't. Like, we've cooked – we also cooked, like, vegetable soup the other night. My mom cooked that, and it was so good. That's also, like, a really good – I'm sure everybody has a recipe for vegetable soup, though. But yeah. That's I like-
1: will say, working at the Cheesecake Factory has helped my food a lot just because it's good food and the, the meals are freaking huge. And so I just use that 50% discount whenever I'm working. And
0: oh, I'm so jealous. I, I mean, that all the time.
1: And that's what we get every time because they have all different kinds of food. You want Italian? We got it. You want Mexican food? We got it. Like anything you want.
0: Gosh, yeah. there's not, I don't know where the ch- closest Cheesecake Factory is to me up here. Um,
1: it's Birmingham because we're the only one in Alabama. Yeah. But we're opening one up in Huntsville, I think, next year or something. So,
0: you're kidding? You just had the whole day.
1: I know. We're coming to Huntsville. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just made me so happy.
1: I know. Me and Tim keep joking and telling our managers that we're going to leave Birmingham whenever they open up to Huntsville. I keep being like, "No, nah, we're transferring because oh, I got on. lots of friends."
0: Come on, yeah, okay. join the party. I know. Uh, so but
1: um, go cheesecake.
0: Anyway. Oh, well now I'm hungry, so now I'm gonna go eat lunch.
1: And I've got a leftover Chipotle pasta from Cheesecake Factory. I'm about to go heat up and eat for lunch. Oh my
0: God, I love <laughs> it. Yes. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um this was a lot of fun. I know, this is so
1: great. I love this.
0: I cannot wait for the next episode. And um we will be next episode just like a little preview of we will be finishing up our discussion on the rest of the book and introducing our next book that we're going to be jumping into, which I'm very excited about that I did get in the mail. Did you? Have you gotten yours yet? Yes, I got it in the mail this week. Okay. I got all, well, I got three books from book of the month this week. Oh my I mean, God. this month.
1: See, it's it those was, free books. Everybody ask us for our discount code. We will give it to you.
0: I'm telling you, those free books, they add up. Now. And I got one for my birthday month so that was oh, nice yeah.
1: uh, well have such a great birthday i mean i'll talk Thank to you, you on your birthday but of
0: course. yes right so great trip. Have a good two weeks which we'll talk between now and then but um and we'll catch up and we will see everybody at the first of february
1: yes oh bye guys have bye. a great rest of your month